Ketubot Zayn, the last thing we were discussing was a woman who there was wounds on her body. If they found it by, while she's still engaged by her parents' house, uh, the, the father would have to bring the proof. If it happened uh, later on by her husband, the husband has to bring proof in order to, to say the whole wedding doesn't count. And went back and forth. And Hachamim said, depends on what type of uh, wounds that we're talking about. And we are, with that, we're starting Ayn Zayn Amud Aleph, three lines in by the Mishnah. And here we're going to talk about the wounds of a man. A man, all of a sudden he has wounds. And we're not going to force him to divorce his wife. Why? Because woman is about her being pretty. The man, who cares? That's the idea. However, what are we talking about? These are small wounds a woman can withstand. But we're talking about big wounds, things she can't stand. We force him to divorce his wife. And here Tosfot explains that when we force him to divorce his wife, he still has to pay the ketubah. Now, the Gemara starts, Rav Yudah learns the Mishnah, the first line that Ish Shenoldu means these wounds happened after they got married. Then they don't have to force him to get divorced. Hayabaravta Nehayu, that these wounds were there before they got married and they don't have to get divorced. Madamar Noldu, according to the one who said Noldu, that's Rav Yudah, and Koshek and Hayu, and all the more so if these wounds were there from before. You saw it, the Kasabra, the Kibla, you saw it, you accepted it, and that's it. We don't have to force him to get divorced. Mande Amar Hayu, but according to the one who says uh, that if there was wounds on him before the marriage, Aval Noldu, lo. But if these wounds happened after marriage, we are not going to say you have to stay married to him. We could force him to get divorced. Now, the problem is as follows Tanan. What are we talking about where we don't have to force him to get divorced? It's bimumin ketanim, small thing, is small wounds. About bimumin gedolim, big wounds, kofino todotzi, we force him to get divorced. Now, bishlam adem adem noldu, I understand according to the one who said noldu that these wounds happened after they got married. Okay, now I understand there's a difference between small ones, big ones. Small ones she could handle, and you don't have to force him to get divorced. Big ones she can't handle, then you force him to get divorced. But according to the one who said they were there from before, Mali Gedoli, Mali Ketani, what's to make a difference if they were big or small? She saw it, she accepted it, so what's her problem? Why should she get divorced now? Why should we force him? So, like Mark explains, because she originally thought she could handle it. But now she said, I can't accept this. this is way too, it's way too much. I can't handle this anymore. So with big things, okay, then you're right. We're going to force him to get divorced. With small things, she can't say such a thing. And Tosafot explains, if we're worried that there was a trickery, let's say she got married to him on purpose, so she could say something later, that oh, I can't handle this, then we take away the ketubah money, just in case. Now we learned in Brayta, what are considered big wounds that we force him to get divorced? Perash Gamliel explained, Kegoni Smet I know of all of a sudden he became blind. Niktiad of his hand got cut off. Venishbelaglof his foot broke. And Itmar was said to be a ba bayakov marbihan halakha kerabanchimon bin gamliel the halakha is like him, that if it's big wounds we force him to divorce. Now Rabah Amar Nahman he said that Halakha Kirive Hachamim that it doesn't make a difference between big wounds, small wounds. At the end of the day, if they were they happened afterwards, you don't force them to get divorced. 
Now the Gemara says, "Umiya Amar Rabbi Yochanan Hachi." Did Rabbi Yochanan really say that the Halacha and Mishnah is like a bunch of Omigamliel? There is really no need for Rabbi Yochanan to say such a thing, because Veha Amar Abba Bar Bar Hana Amar Rabbi Yochanan. Bechol Makom Sheshana Rabban Shimon Bengamliel BeMishnatenu Halacha Kemoto. Anywhere where Rabban Shimon Bengamliel said something in the Mishnah, the Halachas like him. Chutz Me'arev, except for the the three sugiot. Number one is the cosigner. If the borrower made a deal with the lender that he's going to extract payment from the cosigner, not from him, Rabban Shimon Bengamliel says if the borrower has money. Or if he has assets, you go to him first. You don't go to the cosigner first. You go to the borrower first. Case number two is Vitsaidan. The case of Tsaidan is where a bunch of Gamliel said there was a story in Tsaidan where a person told his wife, This is your get on condition you give me back my suit. She couldn't find the suit, it got lost. Hachem say, just uh, give him the money. And case number three is Reaya Harona. Uraya Harona is a proof that came after the case was closed. If a person found witnesses to prove his point, but after the case was closed, Rabban Shimon Gamliel says that uh, evidence can be administered, and that goes against Hachamim. So now, if Rabbi Yohanan already said the halacha is like Rabban Shimon Gamliel everywhere except these three places, then there's no reason to say over here that Rabbi Yohanan said the halacha is like Rabban Shimon Gamliel. So what's going on? The Gemara explains, no, this concept, if Rabbi Hanan said, except these three places, is a machloket amoraim, if that is actually halacha, is that really what Rabbi Hanan said or not? And that's why over here, we have to actually say the halacha is like Rabban Shimon Gamliel. Next, Mishnah, ve'elu shekofin the following men, we forced them to get divorced. So number one, a person is a mukesh shahin if he has boils all over his body, he's like a metzora. Ubaal polipus, the Gemara is going to explain what that is. Vehamekametz, the Gemara is going to explain what that is. Vehamsaref nehoshet, a person who gathers copper. All these things have a bad smell, and therefore the rabbis have the right to force him to get divorced. Same thing, vehabursi, a tanner, a person who works with leather, it's a very disgusting smell. Ben Shehayu Achiloni Su, whether these things were before, I mean, this was his job from the beginning, Ben Mishinis Unaldu, or this became his job after he got married, we could force him to get divorced. Ba'al Kulan Amar Bimeir, and all these Rabimir said, Afal Pishaitna Ima. Rabimir said, even if he made a condition before they got married, this is this is my job. She could always say, I thought, I originally thought that, okay, you take a shower, I can handle this. Now I can't accept this, this is too much. She, we are going to force her to accept it, meaning if he made that condition from before, she has to accept it. In every case, except for the Mukeshahin, because because it rubs off his skin whenever they do Tashmish. There was a story in Sidon. There was a tanner who died and have children. And he had a brother who was also a tanner. 
And Amru Chachamim Yecholai Shetoma Lechicha Hit Yecholai Lekabel. Chachamim said she can say that I would I would accept it from your brother. I loved your brother so much. I didn't care if he was a Bursi. Olchai Ani Yecholai Lekabel. But from you, I can't accept it, and therefore we force him to do a halitza, not a yibum. And the Gemara starts. My Baal Polypus. What is a Polypus? A person who has Polypus. Amar Vudama Shemuel Reha Hotem. A person who has a smell coming out of his nose. Bimatni Tatana Reha Pe. In the Brayta, we learned that it's someone with bad breath. Rabbi Seh said the opposite. Shmuel said it's the person with the bad breath. And the Brayta is the one who said it's a bad smell from the nose. Umanah basimana. Rabbi Seh had a siman, so you don't get mixed up. Shmuel lo pasik pumem kolei pirakin. Shmuel didn't stop talking. His mouth didn't stop talking from the entire perek. Meaning he, he talked about almost every mishnah in this perek, and that's how you know he talked about the bad breath. Okay, the ham kametz. What's the mekametz? My mekametz. The Gemara is asking the same question. So Amar Yehuda, the ham kabetz or at kelavim. It's someone who gathers the dung of dogs. And Rashi says he once saw someone doing something like that in regards to laundry. So metive. We have we have a brayta. It says mekametz the bursi. The mekametz is the is the tanner, a person who works with leather. The Gemara says. Okay, according to you, tikshilach matnitin. If that's the case, you have a problem with uh, the, the the Mishnah. Why we learned ham kametz gam tzarif nechoshiv v'habursi. You see, the kametz and the bursi are not the same person. So bishlam matnitin lo kasha. I can explain the Mishnah is not a problem. Why? Can be bursi gadol, can be bursi gadol. Depends if he, if he has a big business of tanning leather, a small business of tanning leather. Maybe it doesn't smell as bad if it's small. Okay. But according to Rav Yehuda, who said the Mekametz is not a Bursi, so rather he calls it uh, the person who gathers Tzot Klavim, Kashya, the Braita is a problem because he calls it Bursi. So look, my answer is Tanayi, it's a Mahloket Tanayim, the Tanya. Mekametz is a Bursi, the Mekametz is the Tanner. The Yesh Omrim, Zam Kametz, Tzot Klavim. And some say it's the person who gathers dogs, dung. Next, we the Mishnah of Amtsaref, Nehoshet Bursi, the person who gathers copper and the Bursi. So, my Mitsaref, Nehoshet, what's the gatherer of copper? Ravashi Amar, Hashle Dude, people who make uh, copper pots and it stinks. Rabbah Hana Amar, Zem Hatech Nehoshet Meikaro, it's a person who cuts copper from the ground. And over there it smells. Tanya Kabate de Rabab Barhana, Ezu Metzaref, what is considered a Metzaref, Zem Hatech Nehosh Meikaro, it's someone who cuts copper from the source. And Amarav, Haomer Eni Zan Venim Fanes, a person who says, I'm not going to feed my wife, I'm not going to give her clothing, Yotzi Veiten Ktuba. We're going to throw him to divorce her and give a ktuba. Azar Rabbi Azar, Amrad Shmata, Kamed Shmuel. So Rabbi Azar, who is a student of Rabbi, said this in front of Shmuel. So Amar, so Shmuel said, Akesua Sa'arel El Azar. Go give El Azar to eat a barley, which is animal food, because he said something doesn't make sense. Because Achikofino told us, if we're already forcing him to get divorced, Yikbul Lazun, force him to feed her. Virav, what's the reason we don't force him to feed her? Because no one wants to live with a snake in a basket. He already said he doesn't want to feed her, doesn't want to take care of her. So, okay, then get divorced. There's no reason to continue this. 
Kisadik Rabbi Zerah, when Rabbi Zerah went from Babel to Israel, Ashkahed Rabbi Binyamin Bariyafet. So he found Rabbi Binyamin Bariyafet. Deativ Vekaamar La, he said the Salacha of Rav, that he has to divorce his wife if he said, I don't want to take care of her. Mishamed Rabbi Hanan, he said in the name of Rabbi Hanan. Amar Le, and Rabbi Zerah told Rabbi Binyamin Bariyafet, Alda, Akesua Sarin, Al Azab Ebel. On this Salacha, for just for saying that, they covered Rabbi uh, Azar with barley in Babel. Meaning, this was the halacha that Rabbi Lazar said in the name of Rav. Now, Amar of Yudah, Amar of Aseh, in Me'asin el Dipsulot. We can only force a person to get divorced if his wife is Pasul, meaning they got married and they were not supposed to. Now, Ki Amrita Kamedi Shmuel, when I said this in front of Shmuel, Amar, he told me, Kegon Almana le Kohen Gadol. It's like a mana who's married to Kohen Gadol, Grushaba Halutsa, who's married le Kohen Hediot, a regular Kohen, Mamzeret and Tina, a Mamzeret and a Tina, one of those Givonim who are married to Israel, or Bat Israel who's married to Natin or Mamzer. All these cases we force. Aval Nasa Isha, if a man married a woman, Vishaim Aisa Shanim Veloyada, and they were together for 10 years and she never gave birth, and he has a mitzvah of Piriya Verivya. And really, he's you know he's allowed to get married to another woman technically. And kofin oto, then we don't force him to get divorced. Even if he was married to a woman and he was with her ten years and they never had children, you also have to force him. Now the Gemara asks Tanan. We learned in our Mishnah right over here. The following we forced to get divorced. The the person with the polypus, that's the person with the bad breath. Okay, I understand according to Ravase who said that we don't force a, a person to get divorced unless uh, it's, he's married to someone who's pasul. Okay, the Rabbanan Katane, the Mishnah talked about the the the, one, the ones that are pasul from the, the Rabbanan, mid the Oraita lo Katane, but didn't say anything about the Oraita ones. But according to that we also force a case where they didn't do periyavirivya yet and have children. Our Mishnah should say it should say over there that if a person was married to a woman for ten years and never children, we should force him to get divorced. Meaning it's also a derabanan thing. So Amar of Nachman depends. Uh, the Mishnah was only talking about cases where we could force a person with, uh, you know, with with, uh, with sticks. We could punch him. We could do whatever we have to do to him to to, to get him to divorce his wife. With the case of uh, ten years and no children, you could only do that with with words. You have to speak with the man. So now Matki Abba. Rabbi Abba has a problem. How could you force someone to do something with just words? With just words. An avid is not a slave; is not going to be pained. Meaning, he's not going to he's not going to accept any uh, anyone in charge of him. He's not going to do anything unless uh, you, you hit him a little bit. No. In both cases, whether it's periyavirivya, whether it's the cases of Mishnah, it's with sticks, and there's no problem. Hatam over there in the Mishnah ki amra when she says, I want to stay with him, Shafkina, that we let her continue. Mary, listen, if you could handle that bad breath, you could handle that bad smell, okay, go ahead, stay married. Hacha, with the woman who never gave birth, even though she wants to say, no, I want to stay married with him, lo Shafkina, we're not going to let her get married again. So the Gemara asks, take the case of Mukeshahin, even though she wants to stay married, lo Shafkina, we're not going to let her stay married.
ditanan, chutz mimokesh shachin lipnesh mimakto, except for mimokesh shachin, because she, the, the tashmish is hard where his skin starts falling off. Vekatane, and it says over there in the Mishnah, it's one of those that we forced to, to get divorced. Why don't we say over there also the person who was with his wife 10 years and no kids? So like Mark explains, Hatam over there, the case of the Mukesh Shahin. Okay, we, we don't allow them to stay together. However, if she says, I'm willing to live in the same house and let there be Aidim, meaning that we won't be together. Okay, we let her, right? Because she's not hurting anyone by doing that. Haha. But the case where they're together for 10 years and have children, even though she says, I'll stay married to him and there'll be witnesses that we're not going to be together, we're not going to allow it because we want this person to marry someone else and have children. An elderly man from Yerushalayim, from the people of Yerushalayim, told me, there's 24 types of people with boils and for all of them Tashmish is hard for them the, the one that has an insect in his brain is the hardest one meaning Tashmish is the hardest for him so how does that happen so the Digma uh, explains the Tanya, the Breta says he kiss dam Meshimesh if a person uh, let blood and he, then he was with his wife, Havian Lobanin Vitaikin, he has children that are weak. If they both let blood and then they were together that day, Havian Lobanin Baleratan, he has children who have this insect in their brain. They become Mukeshahin that way. And that's only if they didn't taste anything after they were together. But if they ate something after Tashmish, then there's no issue. My simane. So how do we know that if a person is a bal ratan or not? Dalfan ene. His eyes are always tearing. Bedaybenhire and his nose is always running. Vaite leri ramipuman. He has drool coming out of his mouth. Veramu didbe ilave. And he always has flies all over him. Umai asuten. How do we heal him? Amarabaye. You take pila, mint, nana leaf, velodana, and wormwood. Girdena de egoza, a walnut shell, vegirda de ashpa, and scraps from leather, uchlil malka, and a lily flower, umathela de dikla sumka, and the shell of an unripened red date, veshalik lehu behade and cook them all together, stew them together. And you bring it into a house made of marble where there's no wind coming in from outside. If you don't have a marble house, then you bring it into a house that has thick beams where there, where the, the walls are made from seven and a half uh, thick bricks. They come out to be uh, 22 and a half fahim thick. And you throw 300 cups of this mixture on his head until the bottom of uh, of his skull, the area where the brain is, weakens. And he rips the brain area with a knife. And you bring four leaves of hadasim. And then you pick uh, with the leaves, you pick up the leg of this insect. 
Veshakil bitsifta. So you put the legs on top of these hadasim leaves, and then you take a tongue or a, or a forcep and you pull out this insect, vikalela, and then you burn it, the ilo, and because if you don't burn it, it's gonna come back to him. And Machriz Rabbihanan is a room is Veshel Balera Atan Rabbihanan said you have to be careful with the flies around the Balera Atan, the people who mokeshahin with that insect inside of them, because those flies have germs and they're gonna they're going to pass it over. And Rabbi Zera lo abayativ bezike. Rabbi Zera wouldn't sit in the area in front of a baleratan where the wind would uh, even just pass over the germs that way. Rabbi Azad lo ayil baleratan. Rabbi Azad wouldn't walk into his house. Rabbi Ami v'Rabbi Asi lo avu achlem mibeida himavua. They wouldn't eat from an egg that that was in that was laid in that uh, alleyway where there's a baleratan. Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi mikrach behu ve'asik b'Torah. Rabbi Yoshua would sit next to them and learn Torah, and he expected the Torah to protect them. Amar ayel tavim ve'alat chen. What does that mean? Uh, it's ayel tavim, the deer of love. Im chen ma'ala alon def. The Torah brings a grace on whoever learns it. It makes them beautiful. Agunelo magna is not going to at least protect. Meaning it's going to make sure you're not ugly, you're not a mukesh shachin. Ki havash shachiv and Rabbi Yeshua passed away, amru leh lemalach ha-mavet. They told malach ha-mavet, azil avid le-re'ote, go do what you're supposed to do. Azal it hazele. So malach ha-mavet comes, shows up in front of Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, amale Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi tells him, ahavir li duchtai, can you show me my place in Gana Eden? So Amale, the Malachamavit said, yeah, yeah, well, I have no problem. He just wants to see his spot in Ganaiden, so this way he won't uh, he won't feel bad about dying. It'll make uh, Malachamavit's job easier. So he was okay with it. So Amale, Havli Sakinach, Rabbi Shabbanavi said, Can you give me your sword? Maybe you'll uh, scare me on the way. Okay, Yavani Ale, he gave it to him. So Malach Amavit picked him up and showed him his spot. Shevar and Rabbi Yisrael ben Levi jumped. Nafala Hugisai he fell to the other side, meaning he's in Ganaida now. Nakte bekana diglime. So Malach Amavit grabbed him by the by the edge of his cloak. Amar Rabbi Yisrael ben Levi bishvuata deloatina. I swear to you, I'm not coming. Said, if this person of Yishab ben Levi ever did hatarat nedarim on a swear, then we're going to do hatarat nedarim and send them back. If he never did a hatarat nedarim ever, then we're not going to send them back. So Malacham Avitot of Yishab ben Levi, Havli Sakinai, give me my sword. You didn't want to give it to him. He thought he was going to kill him. Nafka bat kalav amale abat kol came out and said, "Havni, I'll give it back to him." De mitbea lebiryata. He needs it for other people. And machriz Eliyahu came and Eliyahu said at that point, "Panum akom lebar levai." Open an area for ben levi. For ben levi, Rabbi Yisrael ben levi. Panum akom lebar levai. And Azal and Rabbi Shmuel ben Levi went. Ashkehed Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai. The Avayativ Atlat Asar Tachteke Piza. He saw that Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai was sitting on thirteen chairs of gold. Amar le Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai told him, "Atu ba Levi, you're the you're ben Levi, Rabbi Shmuel ben Levi." Amar le, and he told him, "Yes." 
Nirata Keshet Be'amecha, was there a rainbow in your days? Amale Hen, yes, there was. Imken, if that's the case, you're not really a Bishra ben Nevi, because a real tzaddik doesn't have a uh, rainbow in his uh, life. And the Gemara says, Velo, it's not true. There was really never a rainbow in his life. Ela Savar, Bishra ben Nevi said, He didn't want uh, that good thing that there was no rainbow in his life to be because of him. But really, there was no rainbow during his time, and it was because of him. He just didn't want to show off. Rabbi Hanina Bar Papa Shushbineava. So Rabbi Hanina Bar Papa was Malacham of its friend. They loved each other. Kiavakana Naihan of When time came for Rabbi Hanina to pass away, Amru led Malacham of it. Zilavid Lereote. As they told Malacham of it, go do your thing. Azal Gabe, Vait Hazele. So Malacham of it chose in front of Rabbi Hanina. He sees him. Amale. So Rabbi Hanina Bar Papa tells him, Shavkete Latin Yomi Adin Hedar Talmudai. Can you give me 30 days to review what I'm learning? Because Praiseworthy is the, is the person who comes over here in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to get Aiden, and whatever he learned is in his hand. So Shavke gave him 30 days. After 30 days, Azalit Hazel, came to him again. Can you show me my place in Gan Aiden? Okay. Give me your sword. Maybe you'll scare me on the way, and I'll die. So Amar there. So Malcham Avit told him, "You're going to do the same thing like Rabbi Yisrael Ben Levi. You jumped into Gan Eden. I'm not falling for this trick again." So now Amar there. Rabbi Hanina told him, "I tell Sefer Torah. Bring me a Sefer Torah. Show me. I want to see if there's anything in the Torah." That was written over there that I didn't keep. Meaning, am I any different than Rabbi Yisrael ben Levi? Why am I not on the same level to be treated the same? Did you sit next to those people and learn Torah? Rabbi Yisrael ben Levi put himself in danger to learn Torah. Did you? He still, when Rabbi Hanina passed away, there was a pillar of fire between him and the rest of the world. No one could get close to him to bury him. There was a Kabbalah and there was a tradition that that pillar of fire is only there for one person in a generation or sometimes two. So you see, he was a big tzaddik. So Rabbi Alexandri got close to the bed, Amar, and he told him, Do it for the kavod of the, the hachamim who are standing over here, who should be over here, and they should take care of your body. As the Maharsha explains, when that pillar of fire is there and it's not letting anyone there, it means no one is on your level. That's embarrassing all the rabbis over here. Still, lo ashgah. So he didn't care. Okay, so Rabbi Alexander said to the body, do it for your father's kavod. Meaning, if it didn't happen to your father, so you're basically saying that you're on a higher level than your father? Still, lo ashkah. The Rabbi Hanna's body didn't allow that fire to go away. So Rabbi Alexander, he said, Do it for your own kavod, that people can take care of you. Isalek and that pillar of fire went away. Amar Abaye said, that pillar of fire that came out for Rabbi Hanina Bar Papa, La Puke Miman Delo Kiyem, 
it's coming to exclude from someone who didn't keep the Torah on his level, on Rabbi Hanabapa's level. And So now Ravada Baramatna tells Abaye, it's coming to exclude from you the law it le because you don't have a fence around your roof. Velo, it's not true. Meva there was a fence around Abaye's roof. At that point a wind knocked it off. And why is there no Baalera Atan? These mukeshehin with the insect in their brain. Why don't they have them in Babel? They eat spinach. And they drink a beer that grows uh, where the hops grow around thorns. And why is there no mitzorain babel? Because they eat spinach. They drink beer. And they wash themselves. They bathe in the Euphrates River. Hadran Allah Hamadir and we'll stop it here. Baruch Hashem Le'olam Amen Ve'Amen.